Welcome to the Veloce Podcast, fast and fluid conversation with Kat Empey and Richard Bott. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Veloce Podcast. Hello. We've got a very special guest today. We have. One of the UK's leading high-performance driving coaches. He's laughing about that. Yeah, already. But he laughing. is well known for his for his technical knowledge and his uh, knowledge of tracks and roads and all that kind of stuff. The thing is, if you go out with Nick, you'll learn a lot. You'll have a good time. There's no bullshit involved. <laughs> Wherever Nick and Nick's customers are always learning a lot and having a good yeah. laugh, aren't they? That's yeah. kind of. We might need to use his full name here, though. So let's introduce him formally as Nick Arnold. Mr. Nick Arnold. <laughs> yeah. Before we I'm get in his own lifetime. <laughs> So how are you, Nick? Are you all right? I'm fine, thanks. And you? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, right, not too yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. So, sun's yeah. Shining. Long time no see. Long <laughs> yeah. time no see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. When was the last time we saw you? About March. Last year. Yeah. Is it Must right? have been. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Last year? yeah. yeah, that just shows how quickly yeah. it goes, hey? Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So what's how have you been keeping busy then? Not really, no. No, I've um, <laughs> been doing much at all, to be honest. I've been on YouTube a lot. I'm YouTube's <laughs> biggest subscriber, I think. <laughs> yeah, so, not, so watching, not starring, you mean? Yeah, watching and not starring, usually. Yeah, usually. Yeah. So, yeah. Not this yeah. time, though. YouTube, <laughs> again. Not this time, though. No, no. No, not this time. Unfortunately, all the famous people were busy. So you thought you'd ask me, didn't you? We started at the top, Nick, and we're working down. Yeah, or it might be the other way around, yeah. <laughs> so, why, Rich, why don't you just tell us a little bit about Nick and who Nick is? So, so Nick, we know Nick through Porsche, don't we? So, Porsche, he's one of Porsche's senior um, driving consultants. But he's... It means I'm old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm senior, so you can't say that. And <laughs> <laughs> um, he's well known for his. He, he, he likes a V8. He likes a yeah. Yank car. Yeah. That is. Yeah, but his, his biggest thing. You're a driver coach, aren't you? And in, how long have you yes. been a driver coach for? Almost twenty years now. Man so, and boy. You man and boy. You're getting the hang of it. Just, I've almost got the hang of it. Yeah. Still a lot to learn. Still a lot to learn. Yeah. What got you into it then? What got you into coaching? Nobody else will have me. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a really good question, that is, and I knew you were going to ask me that. Long story, which I'll keep short because you've only got a few minutes to do this. Yeah. Um, I was. I, I I injured my back back in the day. I had to have a back operation. So I had to stop the job I was doing, which was in the haulage industry because my family run a haulage business. Yeah. So I had to stop doing that. And I'd always been given the task of training people. I don't know why. I think I was the only one to do it, I think, <laughs> to train it. And it seemed to go well. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I can't do this anymore. What can I do? So I thought, what I'll do, I had a look round and I thought, I know there's places where you can do event work at the weekends where you can train people, like, like a red letter today, if you like. 
yeah. and it was through a firm called Drive and Survive that Rich knows yeah. well. It was called Blue Drive Blue It All, really. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, and they used to train company car drivers, and they had, as I say, this event side. So I thought, well, that looks quite interesting. So I've got some qualifications, and one of them would be a driving instructor qualification because you needed that to do it, and a fleet qualification. So I did all that myself, didn't have any help, passed all those qualifications, got into it that way. And I really enjoyed the event side. Mm. So I thought, and I built up and they let me do different things. So I worked up the way through that business. Um, then somebody said they're looking for people at Rocking and Raceway. I thought, oh, that sounds quite handy. And it's a bit nearer as well. So yeah. I could do a bit of that as well. So they're Rocking and Raceway, one of the best facilities. I still think is the best facility in the country. Mm. Unfortunately, as we all know now, it's gone. But yeah. at the time, 52,000 seats, and you can see 99% of the track. And it was modern, and it looked really good. And there were some great events there. So I worked way through there. And somebody said, look, we're looking for some instructors for the, the race to, race series, you know, the, the race school, I should say. Yeah. So but you've got to go racing. I thought, oh, that sounds quite yeah. good. I'll put it to my wife. I'll say, look, <laughs> if I go racing, I'll get more work. <laughs> That's a good oh. way of putting it. <laughs> she, that was it. I said, it's more work. There's much more work. So, but you have to do a series round. What I ended up doing, I'm cutting it short, I did about three seasons of racing mm, yeah. um, in 750 Motor Club Stock Hatch and Legends, oh. which were fantastic. Um, so I built up through that, did my racing. It was okay. I never won anything, but then again, I never had any money. There's my excuse anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's a correlation. Bear, yeah, bear in mind here, I will start. In the 750 Motor Club, the car I was in was worth about the same as the bloke's front suspension who won. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So, you <laughs> so, yeah, there's my excuse. Um, and then I met, I went to Donington as well. And then somebody said to me, they're looking for people at Porsche. So I sent my CV in and James Taylor, who was there at the time, it's not there anymore. Um, he said, come and have an interview. So I went and had an interview with someone called Gordy, who you know really well. Yeah. And um, Gordy said, he must have had it. He must have been in a weak moment. And he said, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, a very weak moment. He, he regrets it ever since, I think. Um, so 13, that was over, that was 14 years ago. He said, yes, I didn't start work though until 13 years ago but the right. experience but i've been there ever since yeah and uh, also as you know I've, I've built up a shall we say a, a selection of private clients as well mm. yes so i i'm an art instructor which i didn't say from the race team the race school i should say yeah. and um so i teach on tracks as well so it's been really good fun really really good fun yeah. and you know you've people said this to you um you've got the best job in the world. Sometimes yeah, I'd yeah. argue that, but yeah. it's better than a proper job, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Like any job, you have good days and bad days, but I think you have more absolutely. good days, don't you, than bad days. That's, yeah. that's the thing. A bad yeah. day is still better than most people's. Uh, absolutely. Good days, probably, at work. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. 
where do you see it going next then? Have you got any um, ideas of where you want to take it, like with your private clients, that kind of thing? Yeah, I just I just want to do more different stuff. That's the thing. It's just it's the variety that I like. Mm. Yeah. It's it, the variety is that's what it's all about, isn't it? and and like you two as well, you get to sit in cars that you'd never get to see. No. Mm. If you if you it was your own car. Yeah. So, for instance, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. there was a half a million pound car. Yeah. And, I, and he lets me drive it. What a fool. Well, a handful of people in the world will have driven those things. Yeah. You know. So, and uh, so it's been, it's, it's really good fun. Yeah, really good yeah. fun. So what I'm trying to do is build up more of a variety, to be fair. Yeah. And, uh, and as a young boy, what did you want to do? Was that always an ambition to like were cars and motorsport always kind of on the horizon? Or did that yeah. did you fall into that a bit? Yeah, like like most young boys, I wanted to be a racing driver. So um my dad took me to if I can talk about where it started, my dad took me to Silverstone in before you two were born, actually. In 1966, 67, I think he was. I can't remember actually. Yeah. And we went to watch a bloke who he um, he worked for, a bloke called John Jordan, who was a bit of a hero around this area. Yeah. So he used to fly tiger moths and bomb people with flour because that's what yeah. he used to do. Jordan's run the Jordan's um, natural bars that you oh, buy yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he started his business and he was, I'd say, you're flying a tiger moth, and every so often there'd be a flower bomb coming out of it, a bombing <laughs> pierce. So he was, a, he, was a, he was a proper character. Wow. And uh, he was racing the GT40. Right. Oh, That's, wow. Yeah. So the first, that was my first time I've ever really watched anything like that. And I was six or seven at the time. Mm. And that struck me. And yeah. I remember was at, we was at, let me think, was at Stowe. Mm. Was at Stowe Corner, and the noise from these cars, the proper cars, the 60s cars, was amazing. And then he took me, my dad took me to watch the stock car racing. Oh, yeah. Um, one stock car racing. Yeah. Uh, and then when I was 11, he took me to Santa Pod to watch the drag racing. Right. So there's a theme here. Yeah. It's yeah. all V8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all yeah. V8. And that's what got me, I think. So that's that's what sparked my interest, um, so, and eventually it came apart. All came yeah. to pass. So your dad was very into it as well, then. So he was a no, not at all. Oh, really? Not at all. Really? <laughs> no, he oh, just okay. took me because I wanted to go. Oh, right. yeah, right. oh, okay. Yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. He also took me to football as well, which he loved. Yeah. So I that as well, but um, yeah, he he's, no, he didn't. No, he was a Luton supporter, oh, unfortunately. <laughs> I developed my 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 passion a little bit later on. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I should say. But yeah, I stand. Yeah, I'll show you my room, but I'll, you don't. Know, <laughs> yeah, you better you better not um, now. Better not. No, now. no, no, no. Not so, talk um, yeah, so what was I going to say? So why did you stop racing then? So you had that kind of chance, you did three years. Was there a reason yeah. you des decided to stop? Yeah, I'll have a guess. Money. 
<laughs> money. Yeah. Yeah. Even even back then, it used to cost about a thousand pound a weekend. Yeah. Did it? And that was without any problems. And in Legends and Stock Cars, the stock car, stock hatch racing, there quite often is a problem. Yeah. So, and it gets really expensive. So I think in the end, I've thought three seasons, right, I've had my fun. Yeah. It's not going to go any further than this because I'm not all of a sudden getting to get a half a million pound sponsor. No. Yeah. And um, so I thought, right, I've had my fun. I'm yeah. just, I'll get down to what I need to get down to now. So that's yeah. that's what I thought. It's simple as that. It's yeah. just lack of money. But yeah. did you um, ever miss it? So, like, obviously having yeah. so much fun for three years, was it quite hard to suddenly... Yeah. Especially the legends. Legends yeah. were the hot rod-looking cars with yeah. motorbike engines, which are ballistically quick, up yeah. to 120, and close yeah. racing, and yeah. it was just, just so much fun. It, if you haven't done it, you don't realise the adrenaline, because mm. there used to be rolling starts, mm. and the adrenaline when you're sitting at the sitting on the grid was just all as you come along the grid. It's just buzz, you know. It's it's just a major buzz. Like it. Yeah. No, there isn't. No. Nothing at all like it at all. Even watching West Ham win, it's still <laughs> not the same. Yeah. Mind you, it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> We'll get a load of comments no, this no, week. Sorry, yeah, not that <laughs> I actually know to be fair. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> with the teaching side, then, um, right? Like, uh, <laughs> so have you ever had any any times teaching somebody where you, you think I just don't know what to do with this person? And I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, uh, as in, like, you just can't find a way to improve them. Have you ever had that kind of situation? You do get the times where you think, how did you get to the circuit to start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you think, I've tried all day long. It's yeah. only once in one in a hundred, you'd say this. Yeah. I've tried all day long, but there's nothing that I've said that you're still doing. No. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just the odd person, mm. but but they're they're not doing it on purpose. No, no. it's just a it's just well, we've had this conversation about driving dyslexics, haven't we? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, well, you, you, yeah. Go on. I will have somebody. I won't mention his name, uh, but I've taken out on many occasions, and we get on like a house on fire, and he wants to learn so much, and I have tried every different thing within my toolbox, and. He will do it, but the moment mm. I stop and hand mm. the control to him, mm. all of a sudden he slips straight back to what he was doing. And I get yeah. to a point where I think, and maybe that's that's my downfall. Maybe there is more I can do, honestly. I don't know. Um, but yeah, where I think I'm not sure what to do now because I can, it's like he get, but not just that, like you'll do a bit of QA and he gives you the right answers. So you think, well, he, he, he understands theory, it. He understands. Yeah. And then you think, so I don't know. But that, that's the beauty of the job, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Is every, everybody is different and we have to be mm. so adaptable in what we do. No, absolutely. Um, absolutely. The worst, the worst people I've had uh, was a chemical, a forensic chemical scientist and a philosopher, doctor, professor of philosophy. Yeah. And both of them were the same. 
they have to tick 20 boxes before they do something. Yeah. And at 100 miles an hour coming into a corner, you haven't got time to tick 20 no. boxes <laughs> before you do something. You see, yeah. So, yeah. yeah the, the easiest people to see, I've always thought, is Asbo Boy off the council estate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just don't think at all. Yeah. And, it, and he just does exactly what you tell him to do without thinking. And then gradually yeah. he'll just pick it up himself. So, yeah. Possibly why I'm all right, really, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think, you I think it is easier <laughs> yeah. to overthink it, isn't it? And and yeah, and go into is. too much detail too soon. And at some point it's good to understand the theory, but I think initially it is muscle memory and just feeling it, getting hands on with it, feeling it work and not work, that kind of thing. And and then taking it to the next stage, isn't it? But but that's the beauty again of the job is everybody's a bit different, and that's where we have to be yeah. very adaptable, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Uh, and think on yeah. our feet, really. So, um, what do you think the hardest thing is about the job of being a, a driver coach? The hardest thing, yeah. Okay, so the hardest thing for me is because my the people I looked after all the time. I know them, say intimately, it's not quite the right word, but I know them back to front. Yeah. I know their children, I know what they do for work, I know how they think. It's the people that come up to you all of a sudden and you've got to take out. Yeah. yeah. And you've got to teach them something quickly. Yeah. 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 And, and it's that adaptability as they're sitting in the car that you've got to work out yourself. Yeah. How can I get the most out of these in, for instance, 90 minutes? Yeah. Just the, yeah. It's the figure I'm going to put out there. Yeah. <laughs> how would you get the best out of them? How much, how they're going to enjoy it, what they're going to take from it quickly like that. Hmm. It's been quite successful, to be fair, but that's the hardest part. Yeah. If I know somebody, it's easy. Yeah. 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 Oh, a big part so, of it, isn't it, is understanding somebody's personality and the way they yeah. tick. And, and I think that is something people don't appreciate, perhaps with our job, is how important that bit is, you know, is tuning into people. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just the technical element of no. knowing something. It, it's understanding the way to deliver it to that individual and at the right rate, yeah. isn't it, and mm. the right way. And have fun. That's the other thing that I think That's is so important yeah. is enjoying yeah. it. You know, I think certainly in my experience, I'm sure it's the same for all of us, is the people that seem to respond best are the people having fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. at the yeah. same time. But it's really. like, it's, you, you teach as you, you like to be taught. Yeah. I like yeah. to have fun. I like to have fun when I'm learning. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I try and do with the clients. And most of the time it, work, it works. Well, more yeah. than most of the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Some people must learn by being shouted at and condescended then. Now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that's anyway. a joke there, by the way. <laughs> so, do you have a? And I promise I'll stop asking questions in a minute. But um, do you have a, a standout moment that um, you found particularly rewarding with somebody? Like, is there anything that really stands out to you with anybody? Not as such but what i do find rewarding and you'll do you'll be the same is when you've been with someone a few times and you see the progression yeah and when you started with them 
when they can hardly make a call or make a decision to yeah. when they're driving relatively quickly and safely on their own. Yeah. So for me, that's and it's happened a few times, shall we say? Yeah. Um, that's for me. That's that's the best time. Yeah. I mean, there is an occasion where I was in a Carrera GT, so dropping oh, or something. Yeah. 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 Dropping. Carrying <laughs> car with someone I knew really well. He yeah. was a quick but safe driver, as much as you can be. Mm. And we came through Maggots and Beckett's at Silverstone in his Carrera GT. Everyone's looked at it in the pits. Makes a lovely noise, doesn't it? Yeah. And the feeling of the car is nothing like any other car. Mm. When you turn the steering wheel, it actually just goes. Yeah. You don't feel any roll. It's just yeah. flat. It's just fantastic. So we got out through Chapel onto Hangar Straight, and I thought, this is going pretty well. Then he put his foot down. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like God shouting at you. Yeah. <laughs> the noise of the, th it was, and we flew down Hangar Straight, but it was the noise that got me. Yeah. That's that one moment you think, I don't mind doing this job. I'm yeah. getting paid to do this. Yeah. And he's a nice bloke I'm sitting next to. Sorry, yeah. that one, because it's left hand one. It's a nice <laughs> bloke I'm sitting next to as well. So it, it was a, it was a, it was just a tiny 10 seconds, shall we say, but something that always stick in my mind. It was yeah. fantastic. Well, such a special car, isn't it? And again, yeah. something that so many people would never get a chance to no. see, let alone actually see one. Actually one, my sit one. one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, if you could give advice to anybody wanting to get into the industry to do what we do, is there any advice, any little gems you would give people? Not really, because I want the jobs to myself. <laughs> okay. anyone, apart from, apart anyone else in the industry? <laughs> <laughs> no, luckily. If, if I had any advice, it would be to expose yourself. Yeah. Carefully. Yeah. to lots of different ways of instruction and lots of different jobs. Yeah. Because you need ex this job more than a lot of other jobs. You need experience yeah. mm -hmm. to handle people. Because as, oh, yeah. as you already said to me before, if I'm if I'm talking too much, to tell me. No, it's cool. Go, go, go. <laughs> Gordy said, when I first met Gordy, the first time I met him, he said to me, we was in the hotel in near Millbrook, which I can't think of his name. Now, it doesn't matter, does it? Mm. Um, we're sitting in a hotel, and he says, look, with this job, oh, working for, that's it, Flitting Manor. Yeah. That's the Scary asshole. Yeah, the, the place. Place. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. It's all right. He said to me, you're going to have to deal with anyone from a drugs dealer to a lord. Mm. I have been out of a drugs dealer because he told me. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I hasten to him. <laughs> and also, I've been out with a lord because he invited me to his castle up in Northumberland. Is that so, right? Right? so, yeah, to to you have to be exposed to all sorts of things to get yeah. the experience to do this job. Because mm -hmm. if you've not got that experience or the talent to deal with people, you're soon found out. Because yeah. the yeah. people we deal with don't suffer fools gladly, no. do they? Absolutely. Apart from me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yes, it, it's all you need to to, to get all round experience yeah. to do this really well. I think. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's perfect because you're right. I think people assume it's a lot about the technical elements of driving, mm. but like you've highlighted, mm. a lot of it's about 
tuning into people on lots of different yeah. types of people from different backgrounds and getting the most out of them individually um which is actually hard isn't yeah, it it, is, yeah. it it takes yeah. a lot of experience and i think back to when i started i kind of cringe when i think what i used to do to what i do now mm. and that, that's experience and learning off of other mm. guys as well really yeah you know yeah. so yeah. i will yeah. stop quizzing you now <laughs> <laughs> You've passed. Same. Yeah, right, right. Oh, be the first um, thing I've ever passed. Eh? <laughs> I thought we'd move on to motorsport in general. So, right. well, what's your favourite form of motorsport and why? Okay. Another right, good I said question. I stopped with the question. <laughs> the last, I've given you a question. <laughs> so, uh, I love Goodwood. The Goodwood Revival. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in the world. I, as you know, I can take or leave Formula One. Yeah. But but the Goodwood Revival meeting, anything like that, for me, is just fantastic. Yeah. To see those cars from the 60s and 70s and was it 40s, is it, as well? 50s as well. But all of those older cars being driven properly as well by yeah. proper drivers yeah. real big sliding big. around the corners yeah yes to me anything to do with that is, yeah. is, is the best motor racing yeah yeah well i think it's a lot more obviously how it used to be and, mm. and, and I, like, one yeah. thing i noticed is you appreciate the skill set more because i know what yeah. oh gosh who is it one of the porsche He's one of the Porsche guys I like, and he came into Google Revival, and he was a works driver. Oh, yeah, uh, Lotter. Yeah. Um, so okay. in the past, I, I've seen him in an LMP car, um, and then yeah. I saw him in this old classic car, and I couldn't believe his car control. But in the LMP car, I couldn't tell, because the cars yeah. are so direct and, you know, yeah. right on the edge, yeah. but they're not moving. You see him yeah. in this and what he's like and the first time in it and almost won it. And yeah, it, it just, yeah, for me, I love seeing how good some drivers are. And, and I feel like modern stuff, as much as I love modern motorsport, mm. you can't appreciate really what's going on. No. Like you can in an old mm. car anyway. And like you no, say, no. just how expensive some of these cars are and they're racing yeah. wheel to wheel, you yeah. know, panel to panel. Oh, yeah, they go for like, it, yeah. And I love that. I think that's just rather than tucked up in a museum, that's where they are. They're out doing what they should be doing. Yeah. Now I was lucky enough to go to Speed Week last year with Porsche. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The amalgamation of, of, of the revival yeah. and, the, and the festival. Yeah. All behind closed doors. And it was just amazing. You know, people like Jack and Stuart and Emerson Fittipaldi just wandering about and stuff. You know? Yeah. 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 Good, good one. And you can go up to them, can't you? Oh, and you, you can, can go yeah. around the pits. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one little square you can't get into, but you can yeah. walk round that. Yeah. You can't at Formula One and things like that. Goodwood's a very special place. And that's it, where yeah, Formula yeah. One's lost out a little bit, hasn't yeah, it? It's become so corporate, um, but you can't yeah. get near, can you? And even when you do oh. listen to an interview, that's so scripted. Yeah. Like you don't really feel, you know, do you? Yeah, unless it's going to be right. But why is people yeah. so popular? Yeah. For that reason, yeah. right? You know, because yeah. you get to see a bit of his personality and who he is and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, so I'm going to bypass someone because we can't, you know, we've covered that last week. Yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. So what about IndyCar then? So yeah, well, yeah. Because I know you like NASCAR, don't you? You're a NASCAR. 
you like you like you've been it. to it NASCAR, yeah. 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 Um, so obviously one of the biggest names in NASCAR is Jimmy Johnson, seven seven time champion. Made his IndyCar yeah, debut the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean he's he's he he's not trying to make a career in Indy cars because he's what 40, no. 45, 46. He's, he just yeah. wants to do it because he always wants to do it and he, yeah. and he can. And he said his whole thing was he just wanted him, didn't want to finish last. <laughs> and I don't think he did. I think no, he did he all right. Yeah. Um, well, it's very, yeah. very different, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I have to admit, I don't know much about NASCAR, but from what he was saying, it's massively different. Well, the way I look at it is if you take somebody like Valentino Rossi, who is yeah. one of the greatest of all time in a motorbike, he tried to do F1 and he wasn't far off, but he was never going to find that last half second. Schumacher, yeah. one of the greatest of all time, did it the other way around, went to motorbikes, and again was brilliant on a bike, but was never going to be a Moto GP champion. Yeah, you've got yeah. you've got to dedicate yourself to your discipline, mm-hmm. which Jimmy Johnson yeah. did was NASCAR. Mm-hmm. So to then jump into a different discipline, it's different yeah. if you come from F1 and you go to IndyCar and vice versa because they're yeah. seaters. Similar, yeah. yeah. There's a correlation. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. But you know, it's like Sebastian yeah. Loeb, another one, Sebastian Loeb. You know. Probably the greatest rally driver of all time, and a brilliant racing driver. But was never, but was never going to be an F1 world champion. Yeah, because he needed to yeah. dedicate his life to it from the age of twelve. Yeah. You know, yeah. so so Jimmy Johnson, you know, he did better than than we would ever do. Yeah. <laughs> but he was such a high level. That might not be saying much. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, but so but the way he's converted, wasn't it? So the Nest yeah. car, like a two-ton car. Yeah. Massive car, yeah, and an Indy car, which is yeah. totally a different thing altogether. Yeah, must drive totally differently. Yes, and a, and even though the NASCARs are touching two hundred yeah. on the big circuits with the restrictor plays, what are the Indy cars two forty or something but, like yeah, that? Indy, yeah, but they can't run. On, they can't run on NASCAR tracks because they go too fast. So somewhere yeah. like Texas, for example, you know they couldn't run. Yeah. Indy cars because they end up being 300 miles an hour. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, yeah, wow. they were all getting tunnel vision and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 So what, what got you into NASCAR then? I, I have to admit, you know, I like to watch loads of motorsport and try anything, but NASCAR is something I've never really been introduced to. So, like, what what's great about NASCAR? For one thing, it's the engine. Yeah. It's just V8 thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> it just can't be it. So the, the big thing there is the V8, it's the engines. But yeah. the other thing is, it's the closeness of the racing. Yeah. When you think, as you know, I went to watch the Daytona 500 in 21, just yeah. before lockdown. And at one time, as I were going round the track, in fact, for quite a bit of the time, actually, if I think about it, there was 26 cars within a second and a half of each other. Exactly. 26 cars yeah. out of 40. Yeah, yeah. So it's super close. So close. Yeah. And they were averaging 140 round Daytona. Yeah. And I think they were top, they were topping it, but they were going up to 200 in places. Mm. But it, it's the closeness of the racing yeah. and the strategy as well. And, the, and I thought I was going, and I, as you both know, I get easily bored and get a bit fractious when I'm bored. And I didn't <laughs> know if I could st- put three hours of racing. Yeah. yeah. But what they do, 
is they they have three races in the race. So yeah. at 65 okay. laps, you get extra points as you go if you're first. Oh, and then again, okay. I can't Twenty laps, you get extra points as you go. So the race is always, and it and it's it's so close. Yeah. And when I was there, they had that really bad shunt as they were coming round on the last lap. They were they're all together again, uh-huh. and yeah. one's trying to bump draft the other and got it wrong slightly, shall we yeah. say? Sent um, Ryan Newman across the track, hit the side, upside down. He was then hit by someone else at 170 miles an hour, whatever he was, and he went across the finishing line. I think he came fifth. He did really well. <laughs> <laughs> he, was upside, he was upside down. He was upside down as he went through it, and it was just so close, yeah. unlike the other sport I won't talk about. Yeah. So it's, it, it was um, that's what got me, yeah. and, and the whole spectacle of Daytona as well. It yeah. was just an amazing experience, which I'd love to do again one day. Well, but that's, it's, it's, that's what it is. It's a spectacle as well. Yeah. That's one thing with the Americans. They're very good at putting on a show, aren't they? They understand yeah. it's yeah. about the spectator and the sport yeah. won't survive without the spectator. Yeah. So that's no. a massive and, part of it. And, you know, uh, and, and I'm happy to talk about Formula One in that sense, as in they forget that don't they that it, you know well, the I mean, spectator yeah. is the priority because without that bit you lose everything you know well that's the thing with indycar because indycar they they deliberately reduced the amount of downforce the cars have and the way they produce yeah. it they have the cars can run closer together so you don't lose time when you're behind the car and that kind of stuff. so again indycar you don't know who's going to win the race you no. know sets off you've no. no idea literally no idea so the guy the pole guy yeah. led for the first 30 laps and then was on a different strategy and he's then got to try and go flat out to make his chassis work, and that doesn't happen. So he ended up Alex Palau won it in the end. But but there's so much more geared towards being an entertainment. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. he gets a bit of a lead, all his debris out, yellow flags, close it all up again. You know, mm. <laughs> let's start again. Somebody's getting away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just... one of the one of the team managers, and I can't remember who it was. He said NASCAR won't be happy until they get 40 cars across the line at the same time. <laughs> yeah. They, they want they want close racing. So yeah. that's that's the way it, it's fun. It's that's what people want. That's what people want, isn't it? I don't know anybody who likes motorsport who doesn't want that. Well, you know, when we we because we watch a lot of sports car racing and sports car racing, you can have a 12 hour race. Oh, it's brilliant. Where the top six cross the line in one go. After yeah. 12 hours, you know? Yeah. Well, so I've got more and more into sports car racing recently, haven't yeah. I? And I watched the GT Challenge, didn't I, yeah. at Monza, and that's a three-hour race. And you get to the last lap, and you still don't know who's going to win. No. And that that's what's amazing about it. And you think, the that were that, Formula One, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. The Porsche that won it started 12th, but he yeah. won it. He didn't wouldn't win yeah. it because there was a problem. He worked his way to the front, didn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely. And through very, also one thing, very difficult conditions. One thing I've noticed with Formula One now, and I don't mean to sound like I'm slagging off, because it will always be part of the family for us, yeah, won't absolutely. it? Yeah, yeah. But it was really heavy rain. And the and the sports cars, it's like let's get on with it. Yeah. And they're in, they're on slicks. Yeah. And Can like, we make this last another five yeah, laps it's on like, this? Right, we've got to do, down we're we've got to do sixty minutes got on slicks because that's <laughs> when our stop is. 
you know and it's and you see these cars like this murk drifting around and oh but it's yeah. awesome you know you think this is what you want to see you know um, yeah, absolutely yeah and i think that's where someone could take a leaf out of pretty much every other form of motorsports book in that sense yeah. isn't it really yeah you know but no i'd love to go um, and see something like NASCAR or for me the IndyCar 500 that yeah, would be pretty special I think yeah. you know I, I'd love to go see something like that as well so should we move on to road cars for yeah a yeah finish so, up with a bit of road car action yeah so well what road cars do you own Nick let's start with you <laughs> well a Cayenne yeah yeah uh, a Mini Cooper Estate <laughs> and uh, at the moment a Mustang but it's up for sale Oh, is so, it? Um, yeah. Oh. Yes, it's the sale. Yeah. To be replaced? Um, or? It's going to be replaced with something with less wheels. Let's put it that way. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Your yeah. Renault 3, a Reliant Robin 3. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Del Boy's van. <laughs> less than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? So you get rid of the Mustang then? It is, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it's got to go. Yeah, yeah, I've had it six years. Had some fun out of it, but yeah. um, need to need to raise some money quickly. So, well, quickly, reasonably yeah. quickly. So, yeah, yeah. So the Mustang on, on the way out, unfortunately. Good, yeah. 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 Would you get another yeah, one in the future, or would you get another kind of muscle car? Um, I'd in if if I ever come into some money, one way or another. Um, yeah, I'd have another muscle. I'd have a muscle car without a doubt. Yeah, um, I, I don't see the point of having 700 horsepower cars for the road, to be honest. Yeah, no, 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 I know no. what you mean. You have something with two or 300 horsepower, there's a handful to drive. Yeah. And you can yeah. be at 50 miles an hour having fun. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'd have, I'd have something else like that, I think. Yeah. So what would you class as your favourite car? You know, road-going car. So is this... But I'd want to own or yeah. have if, owned or what I'd no, want to if, own. If money were no objects, favourite oh. oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> right, OK. Um, <laughs> does it have to be a new car? No, no, yeah, no. What no like. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. No, OK. If I really had a choice. Have I got to use it every day? <laughs> it's up to you. That is entirely up to you. <laughs> I'd have to have two cars, I think. I think, to be honest, I'd keep my KN yeah. every day because yeah. it's yeah. such a good car every day yeah. and um, get a dog in it and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but for the weekend, yeah. I'd love a Shelby Mustang. Yeah. yeah. An old one. Yeah, I'd love a real a '67 GT500 Shelby Mustang with the 427 NASCAR engine, the one they used <laughs> to homologate it. The NASCAR never went in a Mustang because Mustangs never raced in NASCAR. It went yeah. in, it went in the Fairlane, I think it was, but as for NASCAR. But um, that's what a '67, a proper Shelby made in the Shelby factory. Is that is that an Eleanor? Is an Eleanor one of them? Um, no, it's a 68, oh, and it had been, that's, they've got 390 cubic inch engines. And this has got a 427 cap. Oh, proper engine, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bigger, yeah, bigger. Bigger, yeah, yeah, I got that, I got that bit. Bigger yeah. is always better. It's a 7 litre, it's a 7 <laughs> litre. Yeah. yeah, it's a big boy's one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you at all. 
What about you then, Rich? What would you what would you have? It changes all the time, I don't know. Um probably a 9-11 of some sort. I've always fancied a mid-80s, mid sort of mid to late 80s, the G series. Because when I was growing up, that's what 9-11 looked like. Mm. So mm. I love one of those. You know I've got a soft spot for Morris Miners, so I'd have a Morris Miner traveller. I do not <laughs> understand that at all. <laughs> We don't mention that, though. Yeah, like, about that. it's not very cool. So in my defence, in my defence, Tiffany Dell does a great article about them on YouTube because he had one. Yeah. Oh, well, did he? Yeah. Still, I don't know. My and he said he had the traveller because it was stiffer at the back, which meant it turned in better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can imagine, can't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing is, my nan learned to drive in one of those. Yeah, your nan's cool. She's mm. a great driver. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. What about, Anna would have a nine nine one GT three touring. That, 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 if um, I have to have one, it'd be that. Yeah. Okay. That's a great car. Yeah. Absolutely. Cat. Uh, what about you? You're still uh, a Cobra girl. Yeah. AC Cobra Super Snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No messing yeah, Just the sort three million pounds. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But I would honestly, um, and I think partly because. My dad always had a replica Cobra, and that's what got me into cars. And I love the side pipes, the noise. We used to drive down the estate, and all the cars, um, what do you call it, um, alarms. alarms go off all the time. And, you know, it was just an amazing, and that was only a replica and nothing like the Super Snake, mm. but, you know, mm. just such a cool car and such a handful. Yeah. I remember my dad having to always, and he wasn't a racing driver or anything, but having to heel and toe of those that you get gear snatch and you had to you had to drive it properly you know yeah. um so it's always Couldn't just been very special i suppose you know yeah. um and yeah so for me that would always be probably number one i say that's what i get but i feel like i'd have to give it to my dad like you know because i just think he like, could borrow it hey well no I, honestly i always thought if i won the euros i'd love to get something like that and just give him the keys one day you know, because it's mm. like, you know, it's his, you know, it was always his dream, I suppose. And that's, that got me into cars. So it's a special thing for me, but it's probably 10 times more special for him, you know? Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. So for me personally. So moving on a bit then to new road cars. So we all know now about the new GT3 992. Mm -hmm. So what's people's thoughts on that moment? Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. I'll have one in that new blue. So yeah, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll have one of them as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. So what, 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 what do you know about it? Well, it's it's typical Porsche, so it, it's it's an evolution. So it's not they've not reinvented the wheel, though it is the most changed GT3 or something uh, in, in, a, in, in a long time. Yeah, mainly because of the aero. So yeah, um, it's the same engine as the well, previous one. Sorry, that, that right? and the and the wishbones as well. Suspension yeah. in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's full race car front suspension, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So much more like a prototype or single seater, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the aero of it. Um, I've actually got it down here. What is it? Yeah. So it's got three hundred eighty-five kilograms of downforce, which is hundred and fifty percent more than the previous model. Yeah. So that's so, how much that's more the aero has improved. Yeah. Which has made it 18 seconds quicker around the Nürburgring. So yeah. you know it's a pretty big jump, that isn't it? You know. Massive, isn't it? 
absolutely what have done with this thing it's still because the 991 makes the most spine ting it's got to be one of the best normally aspirated engine sounds ever mm. hasn't it the noise that car makes when it gets towards the red line and they've kept all yeah. that yeah yeah exactly you know, it's still naturally aspirated four liter flat like crazy yeah you can yeah. still have a manual yeah. or auto you know which i love all of that because that's all very yeah. traditional um yeah. you know and i think that's very very special and they've kept that it is a bit heavier isn't it so it's it's not by much no, it's it? only so, five five kilos kilos isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Well, the um, racing one's been like as quick as they are, hasn't it? Mm. You know, oh, yeah. Like the, cup, the standard cup car has been as quick as the GT3R, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they released that in um, what the, the in German the States, Carrera yeah. Cup and the States. They haven't released it over here for this year. No, Super they Cup's have, getting it though, right? Yeah, Super yeah. Cup. And it is, it's quick as the RSR, you know, so it's a massive jump, really. Yeah. Um, but the big so, thing people are saying is that, yet again, what Porsche do is it feels, even though it's bigger and heavier, it feels mm. smaller and more agile and more yeah. like a race car than ever before you know and that's one thing very special about porsche is how they evolve that every time you know i was a massive fan of 991 gen 2 you know and you, you do genuinely think how much better can it get mm. and you know each time they push that forward yeah, so, they do, yeah yeah you know so for yeah for me that's a a, a big thing that i'd love to get my hands on and try really. one of those. So yeah i assume you've not tried it yet no, 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 because it's only just been released. And yeah. so, or we've only just seen it. Um, what's the RS going to be like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. that's yeah. the thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. See, I'm a, we, have, we have this conversation. I prefer the normal GT3s to RS. Okay. I okay. always have. I just think they. Do you mean, do you mean as a road car? Yeah, or... because they're a bit more roady. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I do think on track, an RS feels sharper. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's sharper, doesn't it? You know, I mean, I wouldn't say no to either. No, <laughs> to no. be fair, you know, I'd be quite happy. But, you know. but out of the two, yeah, I think if you were going road, the GT3 probably. Well, you like touring, don't you? You like more. Yes, because I wouldn't go on. I wouldn't do track days in it. Yeah, <laughs> all this kind of stuff. I wouldn't do track days in it. So yeah. Yeah. I like Lair. You like Morris Miners, don't you? So? Yeah, Morris Miners. You see, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bimble about in it. There's just no hair. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I have to say, I think I can't wait to get my hands on one. I think, well, Porsche, we know what we all work for Porsche. We know how good they are, don't we? But um, this sounds like a fairly big jump. So it'd be great to get behind the wheel and really see what that feels like. Yeah, hopefully we will at some point. So hopefully we've got some time for a little bit of driving, have we? We got time to talk about driving, do we think? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Happy with that? Yeah? Yeah, fine. <laughs> so, this week's little driving gem is talking about understeer. Yeah. So, how, come on guys, so how does understeer occur? When I drive. <laughs> Just happens. <laughs> Definitely when I drive, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what would be the, the reasons that would cause understeer? So essentially it's the car not wanting to change directions, it's a front yeah. wheel skid. So you turn and the car doesn't turn as much as you've asked, so it's under steering. Yeah, okay. So, so but, but how would you say, would that be from entering too fast, turning the wheel too quick? What would the reasons be? Coming up the brakes too quickly, yeah. which is yeah. a common thing. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. all settling. Really, it's, it's braking traction in the front. So whether you carry too much speed in or you've 
turn the wheel too quickly because that'll induce understeer. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the car not responding yeah. for whatever reason. And you've got to, as a driver, work out what's caused that. So whether you've gone in too quick or whether it's, as Nick said, that you've jumped off the brakes. Yeah. And, and why the, is jumping off the brakes a bad thing? Go on, Nick. Because it's unloading the front of the car. Yeah. So what most people do when they go into a corner, they're braking relatively hard, possibly, or very hard sometimes. And what they want to do, as soon as, soon as they get to the corner, they want to jump off the brake to get onto the throttle as quickly as they can. But when they've gone on the brake hard, they compress the front springs. Mm. So they've compressed it. If you imagine that's a coiled spring between your fingers and you've compressed it as much as this, if you all of a sudden let go of that spring, what happens to the spring? It extends it pops quickly, yeah. It pops up really quickly. So the rate of expansion is much too quick. Mm -hmm. So what happens is the front of the car jumps up, and when you want to turn, you've sent all of the weight to the back. Mm -hmm. So the back's got far too much grip, and the front hasn't got enough grip, so it won't turn where you want it to go to. Absolutely. So the energy dissipates from the front springs too quickly. Mm -hmm. So the ideal on any car, but especially something like a 911, is to release the brake pedal smoothly mm -hmm. to regain grip or keep grip at the front of the car. Uh-huh. Perfect. There we yeah, go. Yeah. We okay. all learned a lot there, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Done the job for us. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's exactly it, isn't it? Um, people don't appreciate um, that actually braking has such a factor to what's going mm. on at the front end of the car. Mm. A lot of people assume it will be steering too heavy, that kind of thing, which can also be part of it. Yeah, a absolutely. Lot of it, you're right, no. is, is to do with weight movement and not placing it where you need it for the right time. And the more energy in the car, the more it's exaggerated, isn't it? Yes. Ultimately. Yeah, exactly. So is there any little gems, aside from releasing it more smoothly, is there anything else that... Well, the, the general stuff I would say is 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 the smoothness and um, doing things at the right rate, so you're mm -hmm. not rushing the car, and so you've got time to feel what it's doing as you turn. Mm -hmm. um, mm. But again, all, all the things we always look yeah. at is vision is looking far enough through the corner, so yeah. you're not trying to carry too much speed in and misjudging that. Mm -hmm. part of it. Mm -hmm. It's um, not taking the car by surprise by steering too quickly, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You have to tell it what you want it to do and not force it into yeah. what you want it to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because absolutely. as you said, it, it, it's smoothness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which I think most people, when they first learn, don't realise at speed how important it is to be smooth because the adrenaline's yeah. pumping, you naturally get a bit more erratic. And, but actually, you need to soften all your inputs and always tell the car what you want to do before you do it yeah you know so mm. or hinting mm. as we call it mm. you know yeah, that kind hinting. of thing yeah. as absolutely well. so that's a little driving gym gym gem driving gym i know driving this week anyway <laughs> so it's a little interactive thing just to finish off then so if you could race any generational era which one would it be and why that's to you guys and to anybody else listening, of course, or watching. Right. For me, yeah. it'd have to be the 60s. It'd have to be a touring car. Oh. And it'd have to be a Galaxy. Because oh. I think I'm Jack Sears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got to be the touring cars from the 60s for me. Yeah. Really. 
yeah. having talked about NASCAR and stuff like that, it, it'd have to be the big galaxy in the 60s. It'd be yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. You, you thought That's, that pretty quick, to be fair. What, yeah. so I, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing for me, very well, you probably wouldn't survive it, would be 60s into the 70s F1. Okay, why then? To like Jackie Stewart kind of era, because I think that's when it was, in terms of, of what Formula One was all about, we, that was the pinnacle of it, really. When it was glamorous, it was dangerous, it was um, everything that I knew motor racing to be. A bit like why people do the TT now or climb mm. Everest or climb K2 and things like that is that's all kind of gone from the world a little bit, really. Mm. Um, mm. And like I've said before, I don't want to see people getting killed, but. Um, you know that that the world's a different place then, I guess, yeah. really, and that was all part of it. Like yeah. Sterling Moss said, he wouldn't have done it if it wasn't dangerous. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got these three thoughts, don't they? Bullfighting, mountain climbing, and, and motor racing. Everything else is a game. Ernie <laughs> <laughs> Hemingway yeah. said that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what about you, Cat? Um. So for me, probably. Mm. Probably Formula One again. I know it's really boring, but because when I was younger, that's what I really looked up to. And I would say probably late 80s, early 90s, because it got to a point where there was starting to be some serious aero dynamics, uh, but still a lot of mechanical grit, but a crazy mm. amount of power. Um, mm. More than we have today. Like there was more power than grit basically back then. So you really yeah. had to muscle and manage the cars, but you did have yeah. aero. It was a little bit safer, but still not that safe. Yeah. Uh, There's feel still like, that air of mystery about it. Exactly. It was in the, like, that yeah. was quite a sweet spot. Yeah. And then it started to get almost a bit too technical. And, and what I'm not keen on now is like engineers basically telling the drivers what to do, how to do it, when to do it, all that kind of thing. You know, back then there wasn't any of that, you know. Um, uh -huh. So for me, that's a, a very special era, but it's probably what you grow up with and what you look up to. So yeah. for me, that's what I looked up to at that point. And mm. that mm. meant a lot to me. You know, if I think late 80s up to about 98, something like that, you know, my dream then was Formula One, you know. So I think that mm. kind of era, if I could go back and be in that era, it would just be such an awesome experience, yeah. you know. yeah um for me but yeah so if for anybody else of course yes please write in send us an email if you uh, also want to let us know the era that you would like to race in and why yeah and that would be great so that's it about it then i think we're yeah. out of time yeah we pretty much have well, so thank you nick thank you nick for coming on Ooh, it's um been a pleasure uh, nick arnold if anybody wants to get in touch with him he's a great coach so <laughs> you know uh, please do and um, yeah, don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Veloce Podcast, Fast and Fluid Conversation with Kat Impey and Richard Bott. Don't forget to subscribe via your chosen podcast provider and never miss an episode of the Veloce Podcast. <laughs>